Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Before we even get rolling today, I want to ask you guys something I usually ask you at the end. Please do me a favor, guys. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast so you get your new episodes every single Wednesday. You don't miss any. Uh, number two, please make sure that you leave a rate and review wherever you're, leave, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Please, just helps. And most importantly, the most important thing you can do for me is share the podcast to those uh, who you know may not listen to it yet. So I'm back again in my home recording space with a little more food for thought for you. I I was listening, I I know this might come as a huge shock, but I'm a very avid podcast listener in addition to making podcasts, right? I've been listening to podcasts for years, for a very, very long time. And uh, yesterday I was listening to an interview with John Schnatter of Papa John's, the founder of Papa John's Pizza. And uh, he was talking about the whole experience of building Papa John's, which is, of course, you know, if you're going to talk to Papa John, you ask, you know, how did this all start? You ask the origin story and get uh, from there where everything came from. So what it turned out is that his father owned a tavern with a partner, and he dis- he became the uh, like a featured product in his father's tavern. They made burgers and and that kind of stuff, you know, typical bar tavern food. And uh, John had been in, he had been interested in making pizzas from the time he was in high school, from the time he was a small kid. So he decided right in Dad's tavern there he'd begin making so- some pizzas. And they were a hit. They were a hit really, really quick to the point where they started to overshadow every other menu item on the menu uh, to the point where it it started to become a separate entity within the tavern. Even when the tavern was off hours, they were still producing pizzas for takeout and such. And uh, it became a really, really big hit to where he decided, hey, maybe I should go out on my own and open my own pizza shop. So he did exactly that. He found an empty, what used to be a KFC in his neighborhood, and he started making pizzas out of there. And he was laughing about how uh, little he knew about like business at that point. He's like, you know, I knew a lot about pizza, and I wanted to make a lot of pizza, and I wanted, you know, a, a tremendous, you know, he had he had started and seen the success of places like Domino's and those type of things. So he's like, I want a pizza empire like that, was, which was, of course, his goal. But like I said, he didn't have any of the business acumen to understand how to get there. So <laughs> to the point where, uh, to finish the story, uh, to the point where he was laughing about, they knew so little about business, him and the people that were working with him in the beginning, that he didn't even have a sign in front of his building. He's like, man, we're not doing as well as I thought we were doing. And then they put a sign up and magically the business doubled because, you know, that's how little they knew about marketing at that point. So then they didn't even think to put a sign up on the building. But the person who was interviewing him asked, so how soon after opening the first location did you think about opening a second location? And Papa John was like, uh, pretty much the second I turned the lights on in the first location, <laughs> the, 
he said, I, immediately, immediately I was thinking that big. I wanted to be that big. Um, I wanted to be bigger than anything else. And, you know, he's succeeded in his goal, obviously. But he talked about it. He described that whole idea of wanting to be that big that quickly like this. He said, as an entrepreneur, what you don't have, what you're always very short on, is patience for your vision. Because you're big on vision, you're short on patience with getting to that vision. So that kind of brings me to the idea that I want to talk about this week, which is the idea of taking that big picture and scaling it uh, and using it to help us. So I think it's a good thing to have big dreams. I think that's a really important thing. I think without big dreams, we're not able to really head where we're going. So, the thing that I disagree, not necessarily disagree with, but that I don't want someone to get stuck on, is looking only at that big picture. Looking only at that big stride. And losing focus on all the steps along the way. Don't get me wrong. If you know where you're headed, if you know where you want to go, where you want to end up, Life becomes much, much, much easier if you have a really clear picture. However, if you don't have a very clear picture of where you want to go, oh, you know, I'd like to be successful. <laughs> what does that mean? It's like when we talked about smart goals in the past. Where's the specifics? If there's no specifics, it's very difficult for you to try and achieve anything really, because you're just going to kind of move mundanely in some direction. If there's a course laid out for you, it's much, much easier. The way I like to think about it is, when the destination is clear, the journey is much easier. I'll illustrate this with a GPS example. So, a few years ago, Mrs. Sen more than, for her entire life, I should say, Mrs. Sensei's great-grandmother, Helen, she lived in Flushing, Queens, and she had this cute little uh, corner property, which is rare in Queens. She had a yard and like flower gardens and stuff like that, and you know, a nice little house and everything. But she lived on this crazy long block. And the thing about this crazy long block was, um, when you got addresses on this block, for those of you guys unfamiliar with how some Queens addresses work, it's not like we might think of on like a suburban residential street, like on the street that I live on, the biggest house numbers, I think 28. And I don't think we even have a one. I don't think we have anything less than a 10, to be honest. Um, I don't know where the other 10 went, but nonetheless, um, like it's that small. But when we're talking about Helen's house out, out on, in Flushing, it was a five digit address. It was like three digits dash two digits. And the thing about it was, Mrs. Sensei had driven there many, many times in her life, but most of the time in the passenger seat as a child. She had driven there so infrequently as, a, as an adult that it was hard to remember exactly how to get where she had to get because she knew all you had to get to, to, you know, to, to this boulevard and then you know, from there that would take you to here and blah, blah, blah. And what didn't help is that the, the street that Helen lived on was 
enormous. It was such a long block. So you could get on that street, but Lord knows if you were going to be anywhere near where Helen's house was. You could be in, in a completely different neck of the woods uh, and, and still be on the same street as Helen. But nonetheless, what would happen is we'd wind up plugging in some random number that we could think of on the street that Helen lived on and just kind of hoped for the best, hoped it would get us somewhere close and we'd be able to figure out our way to meander through the grid and figure out where we needed to go. It took us a long time to be smart enough to uh, take a picture of the, of the address so we had it on one of our smartphones at all times so we could remember the house number because all your GPS apps, they like it a lot better when you're like, oh, this street that's you know somewhere off of this boulevard that's kind of like down in there a little bit. They don't like that a lot. If you can give them this number house on this street in this town, then it's easy, very easy for them to lay out directions. To that end, it's very much the same when you know exactly where you're headed. When you know exactly what your goals are, when you know what your big picture goal is, it's much easier to set the process. Now, we've talked a great many times about SMART goals. We've talked a great many times about making your plans and that type of thing. But what I want you to really think about is how you use the big picture to influence the small picture and how important that big picture is. Right? They say that the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step and like you should really be focused on that step in front of you. And I'm a big proponent of that as well. I tell people all the time, if you want to lose 20 pounds, you start by losing the first two. You can't think about pound 20 until you've lost pound two. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep your sights set on pound 20 as well. If you don't every once in a while, look up and think about where it is you'd like to go. How are you going to get there? How are you going to know if you're moving in the same direction? This happens very frequently when people have a career, right? They get so mired in the day-to-day -day of their career that they forget to step back every now and again, take a deep breath and say, am I headed where I want to go? Am I headed in the direction that I want to be? Am I still going in the right direction? Because every once in a while something happens where un un unknowing to you, you make one little direction change, just one little directional change. And I'm not talking about big either. You just change your course one degree. But then, if that happens a few times, 15 degrees doesn't sound like a lot. But 15 degrees from where you want to be is a pretty big separation. 45 degrees, pretty big separation. But those changes, they happen so subtly. They happen so small that we have such a hard time noticing them. But what does it come from? We're so busy stopping and smelling the roses that we forget to look up and see if we're still on the sidewalk. Now that's a really important thing. You have to make sure that you're continually moving in the direction of your goals, of where you want to be. And you know, obviously we talk so often about martial arts and, and fitness and, and these type of things that we certainly want to keep with that same thought of staying focused on fitness and martial arts and all of that. And all of that is very, very related 
to what we're talking about still. Right? It's a little more difficult to kind of lose your course in martial arts because you're generally not doing that completely alone. You usually have an instructor or you know, classmates or so forth that are keeping you on task. But it's pretty easy to happen when it comes to our home-related goals or our fitness-related goals. You know, I remember one time this happened to me, and this is a housing project, but it's a perfect example of what can happen with things like this. We were digging in in-ground sprinklers in the backyard, and there was a certain course I wanted to take. I wanted, you know, one of the heads to be at a certain point, and I needed to run, you know, from one head to the other in a straight line, so that way I could maximize the amount of yard that I was getting to, blah, 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 blah. And I, I got my fence post hole digger, and I was all excited to have another use for it besides uh, digging a new fence. Uh, and I started to dig my way forward. And I was digging for a good little while, looking constantly at you know the next hole in front and the next hole in front and the next hole in front, and kind of keeping my eyes down on my toes and where I was digging the fence post digger in. And at a certain point, I kind of looked over at where I was in the yard, and I was like, shouldn't I be there right now? Shouldn't I be at my end point already? And I looked, and I was like three feet over from where I was supposed to be because I didn't constantly step up and check to make sure that I was still headed where I want to go. Now, I, I shared this quote a while ago, and it's an important, uh, it's important once again here. If you don't change the path that you're on, you're going to end up where you're headed. Once again, if you don't change the path that you're on, you're going to end up where you're headed. Now, that's fine if you're still going where you want to go. If you're headed where you want to go, take it to the moon. <laughs> Ride the course 100%. But if it's not working, if you're veered off into a different course, then we got to change the path that we're on. Again, sometimes we get so so mired in that, that right in front of us that we lose the forest because of all the trees that are in front of us. See, the thing is about that big picture, it's so important because from the big picture, you work backwards. The mistake people make when it comes to the big picture is they look at the big picture and they just kind of run at the horizon. They're just kind of like, I want to be there at that big picture place. And they just run headlong in that direction without really thinking about where they're going to put those, the, the, their feet for each step. But the problem is if you only think about the big picture, if that's the only place you're focused, similarly to if you're only focused on the next step in front of you, you're never getting anywhere. Right? It's really hard to make your strides, to get any closer to where you want to be if you're always simply chasing the horizon. Instead, in my opinion, the much better thing to do, the much more intelligent thing to do, is to use that big picture and work backwards from there. Like you remember when you were a little kid and you were in a restaurant and you had that little fun placemat in front of you with like the puzzles and the mazes and the pictures and the connected dots. And you know, you, you, you learned at a certain age that it was easier to do the puzzle 
if you did the puzzle from the end back to the, excuse me, the maze, if you did the maze from the end back to the beginning. Now, if you think about that and you apply that to this big picture way of thinking, if you think about where you want to be, it's easier then to frame out plans, right? to outline how you want to get from A to B. To take, okay, these are my major steps. Okay, if those are your major steps, then what are the steps that I need to take to get to the first major step? And then from that sec first major step, what are the steps I need to take to that second major step? And so on, and so on, and so on. And that's really important. But then, once, once you have the goal, you can then work the plan. And then, once you have the plan, then you can start working the habits. Because if you're thinking about this, like I'm picturing this in my head, as an outline setting, you have like, you know, your big number one is, you know, X, Y, or Z. Then you have your A underneath, underneath it. And then under that A, you have your one, your two, your three. And underneath that, you have another A. Right? So we're all the way out there now. So you're looking at what are the systems that I need to put into place to climb up these steps. That's why I always kind of like the idea of outlines is outlines literally looked to me like a staircase. So when I do things, oftentimes I'll bullet point them or I'll outline them so that I can climb the ladder, climb the steps, I should say, literally and figuratively back towards where I want to go. So by climbing those steps, I'll be able to get closer to where I want to be. I'll be able to close in on that big picture. So again, I first set the big picture goal. Then I set up my steps along the way as to where I want to go. Okay, what are my checkpoints going to be? All right. Then I have to look at, okay, what are my systems that I have to put in place in order to achieve those checkmark points along the way? And then, working backwards again, what are the habits I have to create on a daily basis to make those systems work? All right. Like Very recently, I was introduced to this cool organizational software that I really like. Um, and it took me a, a little while, not only to use it, I mean, I'm, I'm a big one for lists and for writing things down and for having you know, checks and double checks and this kind of stuff because I'm human and I know myself. I was having a great conversation with one of the other senseis who I'm gonna be working with at, uh, at the tournament in December. He's gonna be my partner in the ring. And we had a great laugh about, he's like, you know, about how I tend to get things done, you know, right away or so forth. And he goes, yeah, I need people to remind me all the time. I'm like, see, I'm the same way. I know that I need people to remind me all the time. So because I know that about myself, I have to write it down to do it with a due date so I know when, so I'm forced to do it, otherwise it'll fall into that reminder category. So nonetheless, I use this organizational software and I divided my school into all these little, little lists and in those lists are sublists and in those sublists are more sublists. But I have to have a routine for how I go about checking them and I have that, I have a daily checklist that I go through to make sure that I'm working all these systems as I should be to make sure that I'm hitting all of my subsystems. All right? First, I had to kind of set up my framework. 
I had my framework set up and then I had to create a system that would force the habits. Okay, did I remember to check this, this list today? Okay, I did. So then I mark it off. All right, did I check, gotta check this list today? Okay, mark it off. And I got to work that way throughout my entire system. So that way it, was re it became really easy. See, it, again, the end, the end goal was having this completely paperless organization system. That's where I wanted to be. And I just worked backwards. So yes, have that undeniable entrepreneurial uh, mindset of never wanting to give up, of never wanting to be patient, of pushing yourself forward and so forth, of dreaming big. Yes, have the big picture. Because after all, a dream, or rather, a, a dream without a goal is just a dream. Right? A goal without a plan is just a goal. A plan without a system is just a plan. And a system without a habit is just a system. We need each of those steps along the way in order to make the whole thing work. So that's all I have for you guys. Right. As always, you can reach me via email. SenseiLeonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at TSKSmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Uh, you can find the podcast on Instagram at TS Smithtown Podcast. You can find the, uh, more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. Please make sure you remember to rate and review, to subscribe, and to share the podcast. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the map.